The Holy Gospel according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And Jesus said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am the one, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will rise against nation and country against country. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before rulers and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So... Make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of our opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents and family, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. So if you read uh, the newsletter this month, if you read my article in the newsletter this month, uh, I wrote that this Sunday, November 13th, is where things begin to turn Toward the beginning of the end. And after hearing this text from the Gospel according to Luke, that, probably, that comment probably makes more sense. As we make the final turn toward Advent, the texts focus on the end of things. Another word we use to describe this is apocalypse. The text today is an apocalyptic writing. It's important to remember that apocalyptic texts are a genre of literature within the Bible. There are lots of different genres of literature found in the Bible. There's poetry, philosophy, love letters, history, prophecy, genealogy, many other types of literature. Apocalyptic writing is one of those genres in the Bible. So, Why is Jesus talking about the destruction of the temple and all of this doom and gloom? Why is he mentioning wars, famine, imprisonment? And to understand why, you have to consider the purpose of apocalyptic literature and why it shows up and is used in the Bible. The genre of apocalyptic writing has a specific purpose. It is there to encourage communities to faithful endurance, even unto death when facing the pressures of empire. 
Jesus' last words in today's reading are, By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Apocalyptic writing, like this section of Luke that we heard, is meant to be heard by an oppressed, persecuted church so that they can have hope. And perhaps that is why this passage sounds so strange in our ears. Because you and I are neither oppressed nor persecuted. In the grand scheme of things, at least. We might have our hiccups along the way, but your life is not in danger because of what you believe in. Which was the case for many of the early Christian communities. At the end of the first century, followers of Jesus found themselves at odds within the Roman Empire. There was persecution. There was the expectation to participate in imperial worship and acknowledge the emperor as divine. And there was a pervasive worldview that contradicted the teaching of Jesus. So these words of doom and gloom about destruction from Jesus... They might seem harsh, they might seem condemning, and they might feel odd to us. But that is because we are not persecuted or oppressed. If we were being persecuted, like many who were the original hearers of this text, this text would fill us with hope and stir up perseverance and help us To endure. The other thing to know is that the word apocalypse, what it actually means. There's kind of a popular understanding, and apocalypse doesn't mean destruction or the end of the world. It actually means unveiling, because that is what happens during apocalypse. Things are unveiled to us. The things that are unveiled to us are who has power, who is in control, what ultimately matters. Apocalypse unveils who has the power. For the disciples, the temple in Jerusalem was the place of power. Those beautiful stones and the gifts dedicated to God that dazzled the disciples were signs of power. It was the temple authorities who tried to maintain power by plant, by pinning Jesus down and by forcing him into their narrow regulations of what spirituality ought to be. Although the temple authorities thought they had the power, when the temple was destroyed, the true power was unveiled. It was the Roman Empire. Apocalypse unveils who is in control. For us, the pandemic was no doubt an apocalyptic event. I say that because it unveiled who was in control. We are led to believe that we are autonomous and we have control over our lives and control over our choices and control over the way things go in life. And in an apocalyptic way, The pandemic unveiled to us that we are in control of very little. Control is an illusion. 
In order to persevere and in order to endure, we have to walk by faith. We must trust that God has the control that we crave and think that we actually possess. Apocalypse unveils what ultimately matters. In the end, what matters is not how bright and beautiful your temple is. What matters is community. The relationships are what matters. Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. And that's a good question for churches to ask themselves. What if we no longer existed? What if the buildings of New Life Lutheran Church no longer existed? What if as you drove down East Orange Street, this lot completely empty? It's a good question to consider because it unveils some things to us. We wonder, would anyone notice besides ourselves? Would something be missing from this neighborhood? Would someone not receive ministry that they were desperate for? Jesus says, not one stone will be left upon another. Temples are temporary. No matter how structurally sound you make them or how beautiful they look. All of this is temporary. But people are not. Relationships are what connect us from generation to generation, century to century. Our hope is not in a building, but in each other. Like living stones, you yourselves are being built into a spiritual house. It's from 1 Peter. You are living stones, creating the spiritual house that we call new life. The spiritual house doesn't happen without you. Amen.